solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum bum ba bum 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 bum. Chapter Thirty, The White Tomb. Welcome to another episode. I'm Molly, and I'm Alex, and this is Potter Watch. Wowie zowie. We are here recording. Here as in here. From our lips to your ears. <laughs> Got him. Gotty. <laughs> yes, we're in the same room, safely recording. Yes. Got tested. All the the all the shebang. We wanted to be able to give you the re- episode that we are recording next live and in person whoop, whoop. the movie episode bring your drinks oh yeah and just as a little special tree trait um we are going to be posting the visual of our drinking game to go along with the pod so if you're interested in that um please look in the um well that'll we'll give you all that information in the next episode but get pumped get ready if you want to see us be as sloppy as we sound it's worse it's worse it's It's worse worse. um there was a time when we fell asleep once during the movie episode and I think you mentioned this last did time. Did I? Yeah. Whoops. Well, now you get it again. We've been down that path. We're, we are who we are. We've been down that road. I don't know what song I was going to sing. All right, are you ready to talk about this not-so-cheerful chapter? Yeah, so we're not doing the movie right now because we have to talk about the final, the ultimate chapter, the chapter after the penultimate. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, was last week's chapter the penultimate chapter? Last week was the penultimate chapter. Okay, so then this is the ultimate chapter. This is the ultimate chapter, (laughs) chapter 30, The White Tomb. Yeah. And did you have a rename for it? Um, I didn't, because I was Christmas tree shopping. And this was a last minute record. This was a little last minute. We had to wait for the tests to get in and they were a little slow going. But, um, um, what was I going to say? I'll, I'll think of one on the spot. Um, bittersweet beginnings. Yeah, it is bittersweet beginnings. Yeah. Um, my rename is Great Man Dumbledore. Great Man. Oh, but in your best Hagrid impersonation, which I'm, I can't do. Great man, double. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yep. Nope. 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 Um, if you hear me sniff, please pinch me because there was an episode where I must have been like really sniffly, and it was constant. I put a disclaimer in the summary of the Misophonia. Yeah. So this is a retroactive apology on air. It was so bad. I was like disgusted with myself but I just, I must have had like. You couldn't, you couldn't um, cut out your, your sniffles? No, because it was probably like when you were oh, talking like or something. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. like constant <clears throat> doing it. So I'm, I'm really trying to be conscious but I know we're going to be drinking later and that's going to be rough. Look. I'm going to do my best, but I'm, I'm saying it now. Um, before I know we just did our renames, but I forgot 
there is an owl. Okay, so we got an email from Miriam, who, shout out, is always on our Instagram. Love it. Love to see it. Um, so she sent kind of a long email, but I greatly enjoyed it, so I will be reading the entire thing. Dear Molly and Alex, I'm currently on Order of the Phoenix, Chapter 24. I thought I should mention, I do know how to cross-stitch, and if you would like a haiku cross-stitch from a fan, I would be honored to do so. Holla. If you want to do that, please do it. But, like, I don't want to ask you to do it. <laughs> um, okay. I do have some thoughts. Some good, some not great. This email is very long, and I do apologize if it makes little to no sense. Let's start off with the not-so-great thoughts I have. I was a little nervous reading this part. Yeah. Now, as I am several episodes behind, I don't know if you guys have talked about it more, but house elves is a frequent discussion around my home. My husband had a thought that maybe they always have more than one baby. So if they say the Malfoys had Dobby and Winky, boink, gross thought, maybe, maybe they always have at least twins and each family gets one baby. I'm a short woman. I'm five, five foot. I had a baby and I'm currently pregnant with another. My body already didn't have much space for that one baby. With a short torso, the baby was quite intrusive to my ribs and other organs. Does she want us to be reading Yikes. this whole thing on the phone? Oh, my husband and I got a Roomba due to me not being able to vacuum with our extreme pain. But we have a dog who shed, so I couldn't ignore it. My husband's not lazy. He was just gone with his job often, so he couldn't help vacuum. Anyway, if the house elves do always have multiple little babies, how are they making it? Cleaning after someone like Draco while pregnant? That hurts my heart. Poor mama elves. I'm confused how the house elves continue the line of, oh, my mother served and her mother before her. How does that work? I honestly hate thinking about it as it makes me so sad for house elves and they deserve much more in life. Uh, those are the questions I have on how they continue their families. Um, I also am extremely unsure if my rambles make any sense, and I'm sorry if I'm just completely inept at getting my feelings and thoughts out in an email. That's not true, Miriam. We're with you. On a different note, as I stated above, I do have kiddos. My daughter's quite young, and until recently I was in the middle of the night breastfeeding. I was still asleep. I still fall asleep to the one and only true narr narrator of Harry Potter, Jim Dale. I think most of my late night thoughts are around Harry Potter due to his voice being constant while I fall asleep. I've fallen asleep to him reading a myriad of books since I was seven. Like Molly, I listened to him read the Harry Potter books constantly and is, was, um, still obsessed. It was, is an obsession. Apparently I, I am unable to talk in bullet points and I prefer to set a scene. Mm -hmm. So she sets a scene about her at night. <laughs> um... At 3 a.m. and thoughts pop right into my head. Harry's invisibility cloak. And this is where maybe I lost a little bit of the thread, but I think reading it out loud will help. Okay. Harry's invisibility cloak. Imagine Harry standing on a glass ceiling and wearing the cloak. I don't know why he's there, but he is. If someone looks up, can they see his feet? Can they see up his cloak? Or does it, or does its magic protect his feet from being seen from underneath? I can't decide. Okay, I understand the question now. Another question I have is how the portraits move. The fat lady's friend Violet comes up from the room off the Great Hall. She has to go several floors up. 
How did they get up to the floors? Do the walls have portraits lining every space? Can they just jump from one up to another? What if they take all the portraits down on the second floor? Is that going to stop someone in a portrait from the first floor from getting to the third? That's a piece of magic I don't understand. When your photo is painted, and I'm assuming a spell is put on the painting, do you automatically know that someone has painted another one of you and you can travel there? What if I put the spell on a portrait of Dumbledore I painted? Does it magically get rid of my Dumbledore and the one from Hogwarts can come visit? They seem to not be able to be in two photos at once. Phineas is only ever in his portrait at school or the one in the black house. What happened there? When they painted the second portrait, bam. Sorry, bitch. All your time and hard work painting is only going to pay off sometimes as he doesn't like this background, so he won't visit often. Another portrait question is, Violet and the fat lady drink through a lot of wine at some point. They mentioned they took it from another portrait. How? Did they get to the liquor, and once they waltzed out, the painting automatically replaced the alcohol they took? Does it just magically keep the cup filled? Why don't they just wander the portraits looking for a background they enjoy? If I was ever a portrait in Hogwarts, I would just wander them all until I found a background I love and I would stay there. Most of the people seem to just be sitting, hanging out. How boring. I'm going to help train the trolls in ballet or find someone with a horse and just gallop around. Now, if any of these thoughts don't make sense, please accept my deepest apology. I'm not very good at putting th- my thoughts down. Again, not true. Yeah, you're great at them. You set the scene. I wanted to know if you guys had some thoughts on these topics as well. I, um, or if they're, I apologize if they're topics you've discussed already and I'm just not on that episode yet. I look forward to your podcast so much. It brings me so much joy. Please keep it up. You two are the best and have filled my days of laughter. I often pipe in my opinions to the random deep dives into characters and small details. You obviously can't hear me, so that might make me crazy, but I'm happy to know other <laughs> people love HP as much as me. You're both gems, Miriam. <laughs> gems? Thank you so much, Miriam. Anytime uh-huh. you want to talk at us, feel free to write us a little mess. Sige. <laughs> um, and thoughts totally made sense. I was a little lost in the invisibility cloak for a moment, but I'm, I'm back and I'm ready. Should we unpack? I think we should unpack. It was a lot of new thoughts. Yeah, great thoughts. I think only one of them we've covered. Um, the, one of the painting things, but, um, yeah, so house elves. I, unfortunately, Miriam, I, it also makes me very sad, um, but I think people all over the world have kids in slavery or when they're enslaved, and I think it's because, you know, one, there is a hope that one day, you know, something might get better, and also, you know, people fall in love. There is, I'm sure there are a hundred other reasons. I've never been in slavery, so I can't speak to that. But I think there is a wanting, you don't, I think if you have fight in you, you don't want to give up. And so like the answer is not to then stop reproducing. But again, I've never been enslaved. So I don't feel the that I get to talk for slaves. Um, I also, another dark thought, I feel like it's probably the same with house elves is like there's a certain expectation or force to procreate so that there are more slaves. Mm. Um, and I feel like for house elves, it doesn't seem like there's that many. So I have a feeling like what Miriam said is like they two families may get their households together so that way they can ensure that the line continues. Right. If we're not speaking about um, human slaves and we're going to speak specifically about house elves, they're so indoctr- indoctrinated into 
they're or like they're so um brain brainwashed almost that they i think it would be a great honor to continue a line and pass on a a house to another to your child right so for like creature talks about that with pride right so i think for them it's really it's like a badge of honor to have a family that and that family serves one wizarding family in terms of like how difficult it is for pregnancy and things like that they i'm sure there's some kind of elf magic that might help them but i'm not yeah they can also do a lot of their tasks using magic I was thinking about, like, with the vacuuming example, but mm-hmm. still, like, they're on their feet all day. Yeah. Like, it's... They're working hard. It's slavery. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's slavery. But I do think that they can do some of their things with, um, magic. Um, but I also assume, like, a baby elf is also small. Like them. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so, I agree. like, proportionate, but, yeah, no one wants to be, like, working... All day, um, or being asleep all day, um, period. Um, I think that's a good point. (laughs) Especially if you're pregnant. Um, so I don't know. I kind of lost my own thread there. (laughs) Just slavery bad. Slavery equals bad. Um, definitive 10 out of 10 do not want to be a pregnant slave. Um, but as far as, like, the line, it kind of sounds like the baby the younger elf is with the mother's line because like winky talks about that and then that seems like the case with the black family um but i don't know i'm sure there's like arrangements made between households Mm -hmm. that have elves um and like deals being struck i'm assuming yeah again like slavery Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, wow, what a metaphor. Those house elves. Yeah, house elves, enslavement. Yeah, yeah. They really, she really, you know. Subtle. Such, subtle. Um, all right, moving on. Yeah. The other note was... Oh, the invisibility cloak. If you're standing on a mirror... No, a window. It's like a glass. She said a mirror. Oh, did she? Yeah. Like, you can see it. Like, the reflection. Oh, I thought it was just... I I misunderstood. Say... Okay, say that part again. I thought it was just if he was standing on, like, a glass ceiling. Then the person underneath could see the feet. Because... But what you're saying is the same thing as a mirror. Like, you're seeing the reflection. Are you taking notes? Yeah, sure. What? I was just saying, that's how I understood it as, like, a clear, like, a transparent floor. Hold on, I'm trying to find it. A glass ceiling. Mm-hmm. Oh, I took that as mirror. And that's, I, maybe that's where I was, like, making myself yeah, confused. Yeah, because I think a mirror, no. Glass ceiling, yes. I, and I was like, I don't know why he would ever be, like, standing upside down. I was picturing upside down. You went on, on a, a journey, and I was like, "Yeah, that one was a little confusing, Miriam." But this <laughs> one makes so much more sense. Like a greenhouse, like you're standing on top of a greenhouse mm-hmm. with your right invisibility cloak on. If somebody looks up, I think that the the bottom line is, I think the cloak will protect you. Oh, I don't think the well. It depends because when Harry doesn't have it all the way down to his feet, you can see his shoes. 
So, but I think when it's like closed. So if it touches, if he's small and it touches the floor of the ceiling, then I think it will protect him. But I think if he, if it's like too short for his ankles, you can see his feet. I think if it's closed, it like creates its own like kind of bubble. That's how like it's protective. Right. But yeah. But when it's, yeah. But I'm just saying like. When he grows taller, yeah, you can see. You can feet. still see, so it's not like, like if I just put her on my head, my whole Everything, body is gonna. Right. <clears throat> okay. Wow. Really glad we talked that one out. <clears throat> um. Okay. So then we get into portraits. So we'll, the first, the second part was the thing we kind of already talked about with the alcohol. Because I think it's in the sixth one that that happens where we talked about there's a couple of, we came up with a couple of different ideas like Mm -hmm. art restoration or um, that it does keep refilling or something, something like that. Specifically though, we like the art restoration (laughs) About the, to talk about what she's saying about, oh, will one just disappear if another artist <clears throat> oh, that yeah, that's the, the first part. I was just saying yes. the part that we already talked about. But yeah, then the other part. For the first part of it, I think that it's sort of like in the old-timey days, right? Where it's like it was a lot of money and you paid one artist to do, like, your portrait. And then usually the same artist does, like, each person in your family's portrait. So I think the link in the magic of it is that the same artist does it. I was thinking that as well. And so I don't think you would go to multiple artists for multiple portraits of that same famous wizard. Like, I'm sure there are, like, pictures of Dumbledore all over, like, you know, books and things like that. But it doesn't have the same magic. I think there's, like, almost like a a magical contract that happens when you're, like, I'm sitting down to have my portrait done. Right. And only, like, some of the... Um, Hogwarts headmasters have second portraits like the one that has like that was a healer and then the one that worked at the ministry like yeah I think they are linked by the I was thinking the exact same thing about the artist Um, but then just the whole like leaving it because I was thinking about this like like chocolate frogs that's how we first learned about people Mm -hmm. disappearing was in that picture like there's probably a million Dumbledore chocolate frogs and I don't know that they're all like disappearing at the same time like I think that that just individual chocolate frog is like I'm gonna just leave right now like I don't think it necessarily means it's like going around to visit all of his other chocolate frog cards do you think there's a little bit of consciousness in a chocolate frog card the same way there is in a painting no yeah I don't think they talk at all I think it's like not as because it's just, like, a candy. Yeah. Like, they're not using a sophisticated magic. Mm-hmm. I also think, like, the better the artist, like, the more realistic it is to the person. It's, like, all of those headmaster paintings, I think, are very done to the highest degree. Right. Um, but, like, there's, like, the one in, um, the, the healer one that's, like, yelling at Ron. Like, I... Like, it sounds like he probably does, like, the same shit, like, every day. Mm-hmm. Um, picks on somebody. Or, like, Sir Cadogan. Pretty good magic, but, like, maybe not the smartest Not look. the best. Maybe Sir Cadogan wasn't the smartest though. Right. <laughs> In the first place. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it seems like the portraits at Hogwarts are especially smart. 
Mm -hmm. Really good artists working there, in my opinion. I would love to read, like, a deep dive on that, like, to just who has that job in the Wizarding World. Yeah. And then the other thing I think that was asked is about, like, the traveling in Hogwarts and, like, how they can jump. Like, do they have to have, like, portraits, like, literally everywhere? And I think no. I think that there's, like, almost like a tunnel pathway yeah. to go from portrait to portrait. But I think you have to be, unless you have a connecting one outside, then you have to stay within whatever building. Yeah, that- I agree. Um, but I do think for the most part, like, you can track them because with Circa Duggan, you see him go through the neighbor. I do think you have to go to a neighboring portrait, but, like, Violet, I don't think there is necessarily, like, a direct neighboring portrait, but she mm-hmm. can hop to whatever one's next. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's my interpretation. No, personally. I think that sounds awesome. And as for why they don't why they wouldn't just, like, be heading off to a portrait with horses and galloping away, because I'm right there with you, Miriam. I would do the same thing. Um, I think there's pride in your portrait. Yeah. It's, like, a home base. Yeah, it's also, like, I think home base is a perfect word for it, because it is only, like, a... It's a held-on memory. Almost, like, yeah, it's a... Imprint. Imprint, right? So... It's almost like the imprint has been taught to go into these different, uh, it has its own path. It can, like, make a little bit of the decisions, but it knows, like, a robot might know to go back to its home base. You mentioned your Roomba. It's like that when you tell it to go home. (laughs) So, anyway, thank you, Miriam, for writing in. Um, Please write again, and... I'm just saying I'm with you on a on a crazy tangent, even the ones you didn't intend. <laughs> but my point still stands. If it was a mirror, you still wouldn't be able to see him. <laughs> if he was standing upside down on a mirror, you wouldn't see him. <laughs> um, anyway, we are, like, we'll just get back into Chapter 30. Last day at Hogwarts. A community gathers. Harry plans ahead. Pretty simple. Very Didn't nice. Didn't get too poetic. There was already enough in this. It is time to fight. Voldemort is going down. Credit to A V P. What was that? <laughs> Credit to Star Kid. Play. Play. It's a musical, but yeah. Okay. Thank you for that. You're welcome. I think it was really good. (laughs) You don't have to tell me at home. We know. It was was excellent. Time's running out. It's time to shout. Voldemort is going down. <clears throat> Even better. Okay. <laughs> what did you write about um, for this chapter? <laughs> what, you, what you want me to give you all my notes? Yeah, just read them <laughs> At all out. Once. We'll unpack. <laughs> um, um, my first note is kind of lame. It says, I'm glad Seamus stayed for the funeral. <laughs> Mine was also like, 
kind of odd they didn't move Bill to St. Mungo's. Nope. <laughs> like, I don't doubt Madame Humphrey, but I feel like there are people that specifically do werewolf stuff at St. Mungo's. <laughs> well, maybe that's why they didn't, because of the connotation with werewolves. Maybe they wanted to keep it isolated in Hogwarts. I guess. Because there's probably some kind of registry he might have had to be on and stuff like that. I don't know. I feel like that actually could it could have been for his own privacy. Yeah. Um, but I think the scars are cool. Me too. Scars are sexy. Fleur, you know what's going on. Yeah, she's not upset. <laughs> she's not mad about it. Oh, madam... Maxine coming and just like falling in Hagrid's arms. The real ship. Yeah, I feel like kind of let down by that ship because we never really get like a definitive. They're no TP, you know what I mean? Yeah. Down with OTP. Yeah, Hagrid and Maxine. In the world. Um, Harry's got his own little mantra. He's, like, just reciting all of the Horcruxes over and over again. And I felt like I carried that mantra for the next, like, year and a half before we got the books. The seventh yeah. book. Like, yeah. okay, he just has to do the locket, the something from Hufflepuff, something from Ravenclaw, maybe. Um, and I was just like, yep. Saying it with you, buddy. Yep. Um... I have a little note to Jenny. Mm-hmm. About Fleur. Jenny, get over it. Fleur's great. End of <laughs> note. <laughs> like, I love you, Jen. I would never make you my rat in this chapter. But um, I need you to do better. Thanks. Thanks for listening, Jen. <laughs> Thanks. Ginevra. Um, <laughs> but I do love Harry's response to Jenny when Jenny starts being snooty about Fleur. I think in their relationship as a whole is just really cute. Uh, <laughs> him being like, you know, like Fleur's not so bad. Basically, did our exact note to Jenny. Yeah, and then he goes like super but ugly. Super ugly though, really ugly for sure. Yeah, I thought that was funny. It's too. so funny. <laughs> I think it also, like, checked Jenny. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, relax. I'm at the Prince stuff. Oh, I was, I just have a lot more Jenny note. Sure. Imagine having to take exams. I don't know if she did. It said that with her exams behind her. They were saying, like, this is what would be happening right now. Like, right now, Jenny's exams would be behind her. Like, we would be just hanging oh. out. Like, we would have all this, like, time. Oh, okay. To I was like, did she have to do... <laughs> I was like, did she have to take exams? I don't know, but it is the owl. There, It's like an it... owl. Like, you can't not take that. I think she already did a lot of them. Okay. That, that's, because I think she was taking one, like, that day or yeah. something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that. But they're, like, done schools, so I don't, definitely don't think they're taking them. Okay, good. I was like, there's no way. I guess they would take them during their sixth year since you don't normally do any 
you don't do like any WTs until seventh year, so. Yike, but what a sixth year. Well, her sixth year is different anyway. I don't think she takes any exams either. <laughs> right, that's what I mean. Yeah, so no testing. Yike. Does Jenny do her seventh year? Yes. I don't know that as a fact, but in fan fiction, yes. It makes sense. Yeah. Like, and Hermione, like in fan fiction, Hermione usually goes back with right. her and Luna. Harry, well, that J.K. Rowling has said that, so yes, Ginny does go back. Yeah. Hermione does the seventh year with Ginny and Luna. Yeah. And Harry and Ron do not. Right. <laughs> um... I'm glad that Hermione found this info, but she has to work on her delivery. I had the exact same note. I was like, girl. Girl. Like, yes, this is interesting. We I want was to actually know this. Even Harry's right. interested She says in it. it twice. I was actually right about it, though, you know? Like, Hermione. And I told you so right here, honey. Babe. Well, she was like, no, I'm not trying to say that. But she did. She said it twice. Right, but, like, that's what I mean, like, the delivery. Because I don't think that was her intent. I think she was trying to use that as, like, a segue to be, like, no, I was I was right about it being this other woman thing. Like, it's not as bad as you think, kind of. But then, like, yeah, and I was like, okay, I'm going with you. And then she said it again. After that, she says, I'm not, I was kind of right. I agree. I said it first. I'm just saying, I think that... She's not trying to be, I told you so. No, I don't think she's doing it on purpose. It's like a personality I think plot. she's saying I'm, I was right, but I don't think she's saying I told you so. Yes. That the book was yes, so she bad. Wants, she, yes, That's what no, I mean. she, no, she's just not gloating about the book being bad. She's gloating about being right, which it's And like, that it has to do with a woman. <laughs> right, this, which was like, either one was not necessary for this moment. For sure, but she wasn't like... No, I see what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. Yes, there is a distinction. Oh, yeah, I just was also saying, like, her original sentiment was was clear, but it was a rough, rough way to get there. Um, I was <laughs> listening to this and taking notes out loud with my parents, and they were making fun of me, because when this part of the chapter came up, um, I, I said out loud, Hermione. <laughs> and they were like... Who are you talking to? Obviously Hermione. <laughs> and I like, I was like, I do that all the time. I'm sure by myself and there's no one there to witness my shame. Um, uh, do you think it's supposed to be some sort of hint or like a further red herring at the end here when there are like, Hermione's like, evil's a strong word and like... No one would have guessed that he was a potential killer. Like, that that whole, like, them kind of giving themselves and Dumbledore a pass in some ways. Like, is that supposed to be a hint, like, like, are we just giving him a pass or is he really good? Or is this another, like, red herring um, It could be anything. For me, <laughs> it, for me, it felt like the words they were saying weren't really important. I think it was more, like, like, I think Hermione's trying to appease Harry's guilty feelings. So yeah. I don't think it's even about Dumbledore or Snape. I think it's all about Harry in that moment. Like, Hermione's like, I don't think 
I, even I, who was right about a lot of things, never thought that based on the book he was evil. So you shouldn't make yourself feel guilty. Right. Yeah. For, like, liking the book. Yeah. Harry has so much hurt and anger in this chapter, like, the tone of it. Yeah. And I'll talk about this later, but also he just, like, he had to grow up. He, like, grew up after that. Like, every, every, all of his other traumas, he found a way to still be, like, a teenager and, like, a boy. And I think he still has a little bit of that left, but... I feel like after this, like, you can just hear it in the way he speaks and in the way he's talking to other people. Like, he's, like, a man now. So much independence. Like, this is, I know what I, I know who I am. And yeah. And I know what I have to do. Yeah. And, like, in that conversation with Scrimgeour, too, it just, he, in his whole tone in these chapter, it's just very, like, it, it almost is sad. Like, I'm, it's, it's, in a one way, you're like, oh, I'm proud of you. Like, you've grown up so much but it's like you shouldn't have grown up this much you shouldn't have had to so that's all I have to say on that it just made me a little sad I was like oh Harry you sound like a little man you don't have to a little man um my next note is did Percy give a shit about Bill at all I didn't even grace his name with my notes I was just done. Um, this is on the, on the heels. No, this is right before we get our little pity party for for Draco. Yeah, I just said this feels significant, and I didn't have like an actual note other about than, Draco. Yeah, just that like it. I do think it is significant that Harry's the one telling us like I feel sorry for him, and I can't imagine what he's going through right now. Yeah. Um, Me too. But I didn't really have any insight other than... Similarly, I was just like... Yes, I had a similar thing where I was like, I don't know how to put words to this, but that's part of him being, like, growing and being mature, and that's also a part of just, like, he really internalized Dumbledore's final lesson in that conversation with Draco, right? Like, he was definitely paying attention. Yeah to the whole thing and didn't and honestly didn't just let his anger at like Malfoy get in the way of him paying attention to like like yeah the conversation him putting his wand down like because Harry like even just like five chapters ago would have just gotten ahead of himself with Draco and like everything like and I also think the most important thing is that Draco surprised him yeah and like, let, like, let himself be surprised and didn't just already make a decision. Oh, well, he just, like, he didn't, right. like... Like, he, Draco surprised him. And I think Harry, it helps that Harry, like, maimed Draco earlier. Yeah. So he already was, had, like, his heart had already been, like, opened a little bit to, like, feeling guilty about that. And Draco's so, already seen vulnerable to him. Right, exactly. So then you put together him crying in the bathroom. And, and the, so I think he was just, like... He's been primed to have these kinds of feelings yeah. for Draco, and I don't mean in a dreary way. Right. And um, and he had another place to put all of his anger in Snape. Right. 
And and Draco could do what Snape couldn't, in Harry's eyes. Oh, like that Draco was putting down his wand. Right. Okay, I'm at the funeral. One. One oh, note. I'm at Tonks and Lupin holding hands, and then I'm at the funeral. Well, yeah, basically that. Also, like, it's not just, it is canon, Pence and uh, Filch. Like, it's not just a joke in the one book where, Gin- I think it's Ginny that says, I've always thought they were, or Harry says, like, I always thought that they had a thing. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, what, do you know what I'm talking about? No. Yes, like, either in this book or last book. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I know, I remember that. I just didn't, what, in here, here, where did you see it? they found Madame Pence standing beside Filch. She in a thick black veil that fell to her knees. He in an ancient black suit and tie, reeking of mothballs. It just is implied they're together. They're just standing next to each other. I just feel like it's more canon than Harry being like, I ship it. (laughs) (laughs) I, I love this image of Pence, though. In a veil to her feet. She goes all out. <laughs> um, I love Pence. But my actual note is, part of me feels like she who must not be named killed Big D just to um, throw this funeral. <laughs> just, like, for this moment of, like, having these different creatures, having all these people yes. here. <laughs> I mean, he has to die. No. Because of the hero's journey. Alex. I don't think she actually did it to have a funeral. <laughs> But like no, but I see what you mean. Like this it's, a, a, great it's a great, it's a great, it's a great literary moment. So I, I do think writers do that. <laughs> so I wasn't like, I wasn't trying to like talk down. I was trying no, to be like, I, no, I, I was just like, okay, we don't have to take it literally. <laughs> um, but I also can like, we go back to my talks and loop and holding hands. No, I put a little heart next to it in my notes. I, it made me really happy. We needed that. <laughs> we needed it. We needed that. We needed Bill and Fleur. Yes. We didn't need Ugh. our hearts breaking later, but... Oh, I thought you were going to say we didn't need Umbridge showing up to oh. Dumbledore's funeral. This bitch needs to go. I said, fuck you for showing up. Yeah. Um, I like the slip... The note slipped in there about Aberforth. Oh, the guy from the Hogshead. Yeah. Oh, so sad. Didn't... Only Doge speaks. I know we don't have an, his name in the this book, but next book they mention him. Yeah. His, like, best buddy. Um, I have a question for you. Very serious question. I'm ready. Serious two eyes. Um... Do you think someone reprogrammed the trolley witch to come to the funeral? I also had a question about that. I was like, she's a robot. I thought that she was a different creature (laughs) who lives forever. Did did someone um, do her programming so that she could show up to the funeral? Um, yeah. Read Cursed Child, (laughs) y'all. Trolley witch is an important person (laughs) thing. In that uh, story. Um, no spoilers. <laughs> keep the secret. Hashtag keep the secret. I like the Grop mention. Most of these notes are just like, oh, shout so out. So nice. <laughs> Everybody showed up to the funeral. Sweet Grop. Being a good boy. 
I would love to hear the mermaid song. I loved that Harry remembered this, like, Dumbledore's version of a few words. And, like, yeah. nitwit, oddment, blubber, and tweak. So sweet. Um, but I do love that all of the different creatures came. I do, too. And they have their own way yeah, of Yeah, and the cultural... Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not surprising how well she, who must not be named, can, like, write about grief. Because she has been very open about writing these, like, after her mom died and stuff. And, yeah. like, this part where <clears throat> um, she says, like... And then, without warning, it swept over him the dreadful truth more completely and undeniably than it had than it had until now. Dumbledore was dead, gone. Like that that moment she's describing for Harry, I think, is like very realistic. Yeah. Like knowing for real that, like, oh, I can't ask him a question, like that kind of stuff. Like I think she just captured it really well. Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely well written. Um, I'm at the. The Ginny Harry moment. Um, I think I just had a couple more moments about Harry's little reckoning. Um, oh, because he says, like, all these people have stood in front of him, and now Dumbledore, his last, like, great defender, is gone. And then I was like, and now he must stand in front of everyone and die. You have to say that a little louder. And die. I think we've made the uh, metaphor before, but he's Jesus Christ. I think so. I think he literally has to die in the forest for their sins. It's a classic tale. Classic. Classic tale. <laughs> it's the most read book in uh, the library. Do you think the table lighting on fire and turning into a tomb is Dumbledore's magic? Or, like, McGonagall's or something. I think it's Dumbledore's. Yeah, I think it's Dumbledore's. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. You don't have to like him, Minister. But you got to admit, Dumbledore's got style. <laughs> okay, I met Jenny and Harry. Um, I have a few little quotey toadies to take oh, out. some quoties. Some quoties. Um, and then I have my own quote that's very dramatic. Sure. sure. Um, uh, my first little quote. It's been like, like something out of someone else's life these last few weeks with you, said Harry. But I can't. We can't. I've got things to do alone now. She did not cry. She simply looked at him. Voldemort uses people his enemies are close to. He's already used you as bait once, and that was just because you're my best friend's sister. Think how much danger you'll be in if we keep this up. He'll know. He'll find out. He'll try and get to me through you. What if I don't care? said Ginny fiercely. I care, said Harry. How do you think I'd feel if this was your funeral and it was my fault? She looked away from him over the lake. I never really gave up on you, she said. Not really. I always hoped. Hermione told me to get on with life, maybe go out with some other people, relax a bit around you, 
because I never used to be able to talk if you were in the room, remember? And she thought you might take a bit more notice if I was a bit more myself. Smart girl, that Hermione, said Harry, trying to smile. I just wish I'd asked you sooner. We could have had ages, months, years, maybe. But you've been too busy saving the wizarding world, said Ginny, half laughing. Well, I can't say I'm surprised. I knew this would happen in the end. I knew you wouldn't be happy unless you were hunting Voldemort. Maybe that's why I like you so much. Harry! So, Although he's like doesn't actually mean it romantically, like he's literally like I feel like an imposter, cause right? Because I have to be the hero. But uh, and then um, her response is like, and maybe that's why I like you so much. And I was just like melting. My heart was melting, melting like a little puddle. And so this was the resulting note of my melting. They're talking like adults. Like adults in love. <laughs> I I had a similar note. I was like, even though I was like complaining like two chapters ago, like we don't get to see them together very much. I like that we get this sample of like them in a relationship because they are, even though like, yes, they're breaking up, they're also like intellectually talking about their relationship. Like we said, like they adults. have really good communication. Yes. Like, if this was just, like, them, like, having a disagreement, like, this is exactly what you're supposed to do. Like, I feel like I can't do this because of this. Yeah, and she's like, like I knew this was coming, but, like, I you hear wouldn't, you. But I hear you, and <laughs> she says, like you, but we know what she means. And she's like, I, I knew this was coming, and because I like you so much, I knew that you had to do this. You wouldn't be you if you didn't do this. Right. I've been watching it's a lot of Grey's like Anatomy, it, yeah. and um, uh, <laughs> a certain doctor said to um, Christina Yang, well, Christina Yang is going through a hard time post-shooting, very traumatic. Um, she's saying, oh God, I forgot, yeah. She's funny. saying, um, would you still love me if I wasn't a surgeon? And he said, I would love you if you were a garbage man. But would you still love you if you were a surgeon? Like, and that surgeon, if you yeah. weren't a surgeon, and that's like a that's not the only in time that kind of thing has happened. It's because surgery is like their whole life, and they have to go Especially through a bunch her. of traumas and stuff like that. And so that question gets asked a lot. Like, would you be with me if I didn't have this thing that has taken up my whole life and is the foundation like of our relationship? And they and they always respond no because you aren't you without that. Or, like, he was the only one that responded yes, but I don't ship them. But anyway, <laughs> that doesn't matter. She... I also like, I'm kind of, again, being complimentary of her today, but um, I like this lesson that we get about Jenny in this relationship where she's like, yeah, I just figured out if I'm myself, then you might like me. Like, kind of yeah. like you don't have to, um, you know, be a mirror ball. <laughs> oh my god I was thinking about it because she says because she says um what did she say at the beginning is she is like I don't think I ever got over you and it reminded yeah. me of the one yeah like you're where you put it in your musical yeah um wow but 
anyway, yes, I think it's just, like, a good lesson on, like, be yourself. Like, don't try and, pretend, like, be somebody else to to want to be, like, in love with somebody. Not to say, like, that's, it's, like, going to be a happy ending for everyone. But, like, it's better to be yourself and yeah. not be trying to be, like, someone else. I don't know. It was just, like, a little, good little lesson in love there. I just love them so much. I love Harry. This really made me be like, mm, they're totally meant to be together. I just love them so much. Like, not so that much. I needed that. Like, I already felt that. But, like, this, even though, again, they're breaking up, it's just, like, cementing that they are supposed to be together. And, like, so that's why, for me, when we were doing, if you haven't listened to our folklore episode, it's surprisingly interesting, I would say. Um, <laughs> even if you don't like uh, Taylor Swift. But, anyway, we talk about you were putting a song like where they Jenny's like assuming they've broken up for good mm-hmm. here at this moment and I was like I've always taken it as like they both knew they were getting back together oh but I didn't put it here I just didn't I I you put it after they broke up yeah but I didn't before they get back together uh, yes, but not in this context. I had it after they, I had it that they got back together after the war, and then they broke up again. There, there was a song that you said they broke up here, and Jenny thought that they weren't getting back together. Maybe, maybe I had it in two different ways, but, but I know that, cause I, But cause, that they didn't get back together also, like, right when he came back, like, it was later, I thought. Maybe I had another one. Oh. Maybe I had another one. But I know that I had taken it out because I was doing a dreary ending. Right. And because I was trying to make like a, a full... Because I started out... Yeah, I was doing a dreary and Linny ending. So I know that I had it post-war. And that it was a real breakup. I didn't have it in myself to go with Grace. <laughs> I meant Scrimminger. Scrimmy. S- Ugh. Scrim. Scrim, scrimity, scrim, scrim. Scrim scrimmager. A lot's being packed in here. Like we got a funeral, we got a breakup, and now we got to chat with the minister. Like I was boom, like, boom, boom, boom. First of all, I do think scrimmager tact I lack. Oh my god! Like, is this like your bedside manner? I think we asked this before. Right? Like, he's terrible. he's dead, Harry. He's not coming back. Like, no one's asking for that. Nobody asked you, honey. Who told him about all of what transpired on the... Like, was it Tongs because she still works there? Like... I don't think so. But, like, who else was there that would have told Scrimger what what went down? He has a lot of information. I don't know intimate. who told him. I don't, I don't want to believe it's Tongs. I only said her because she works at the ministry. <laughs> it's just the window. It's like that thing hitting it. Oh, I see. I only said her because she works at the ministry. I know. I was just giving you a hard time. But spies are everywhere. Maybe one of the portraits. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, just a Jim Dale note. Your scrimmager voice is a very similar voice to Hagrid's voice. <laughs> Like, the gruffness, kind of. It sounds very similar. A couple of his, they overlap for sure. Also, note for the iPhone, iOS, uh, spell correct, um, you auto-corrected Hagrid to Haggis, and I don't appreciate it. Haggis? Haggis. I think it would make us all feel better if Ron had punched Percy. Agreed. Thanks a lot, Hermione. (laughs) Ha ha! 
<laughs> Speaking of uh, a very Potter musical, they just keep saying that a lot. Thanks, Hermione. Thanks, Hermione. Like, they're mean to her in the musical. Of course. Everyone hates the nerd. Um, He'll only be gone when none here are loyal to him. Get it, Harry. Yes. That's my Love boy. Love a callback. Love it. And Dumbledore's man through and through. Yes, you are, honeybee. I say, Harry, how could you not expect that I'm to the Ron and Hermione yeah, I'm conversation? There so, uh, like, there, it, <laughs> he's like, "What do you mean you're you're coming with me? This is solo. This is my solo album. I'm branching out." And they're like, "Hun, no, you're not." And he's like, he's surprised. Like, it's the fifth book all over again. Hun, when are you gonna learn you need Ron and Hermione? Like, I know that you're Beyonce, but Destiny Child still works. <laughs> if anyone, Hermione's the Beyonce. <laughs> the only one that can make it solo. You're like a Kelly Rowland Harry. A lot of good work there, but you can stay in R&B. <laughs> Ron's the other one. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle Williams. Christian. Christian R&B for you. Only gospel. Um, my only note to this is just like, okay, we have our plan. Cause Harry's like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to go to Godric's Hollow. Okay. Bye. <laughs> but I like that she's setting up the book. Like, okay, we know what's going to go down in the seventh one. And yeah. that it's not going to take place at Hogwarts. Cause I think that was really smart because so, that would have been really jarring. Yeah. She gets you prepped for it. Even though, like, it would make sense. It does obviously make sense, but if I didn't know that, I would have never guessed, like, oh my god, they're not going back to Hogwarts? It does make me sad when we leave Hogwarts, this leaving Hogwarts. But I wouldn't, I mean, yes, there's a part of me that wants to see Hogwarts like this, just as, like, a... Not the one as that a car- it actually is. Yeah. Next book. Like, just, like, McGonagall running it or whatever. Yes, but I also would be interested in seeing Hogwarts like that. Just from, like, a... I mean, we do get a little... A little bit of it. But, like, I would be, like, from Jenny's point of view or something. That's just me, like, always wanting more. But... We kind of get Neville's, like, quick version. Yeah, but, like, I'm glad the seventh book is written the way it is. Yeah. Um, okay. I have no more notes. God, I love that last sentence, though. Hermione. It ends with Hermione. Herm... I used to know all of the last words to all the books because it was like a trivia question once. I know the fifth one is wake. What's this one? Hermione. Oh, I thought you... The last word of each book. I see what you meant. Um, the fifth one is, and Harry followed in his wake, in like Uncle Vernon's wake or something like that. Oh my god. You... <laughs> I used Who to asked that as a trivia question? I used to listen to the books a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I see um i'm gonna start re-listening to them now that we're so far along because i usually i i don't want to have to stop right but we're so we're so far i get mad though if i listen to it now because i'm like i I don't know if i said this on the podcast but now i'm thinking i bet you did but i feel i bet you did (laughs) (laughs) but i do i do think i have new thoughts Sometimes. Me too, but sometimes I think I have new thoughts, and I re-listen back to the episode, and I have no new thoughts. 
and they're oh, all the same. Thoughts. I start being like, oh, I should have said it, and then I hear myself say it. Creature of habit. Okay. Never change. Did you do a champ and a rat? Uh, no, but I have one in my, my, my brain mind. Okay. My rat is Scrimger. Same. And my champ is Harry. Same. Yeah, for sure. My tattoo would be the fire phoenix at the tomb thing. Oh, ooh, that's good. That's good. Um, Which I'm pretty sure I said, like, something phoenix related last chapter. But I don't care. Boom. Probably, like, one of the, like, mushy, like, Harry and Jenny quotes would be my tattoo. <laughs> I never gave up on you. I don't know what it would be. Or like just, like, one. a silhouette of them. If I would have to do, like, like not, like, anything that looks like the actors. Just, like, or one... Of... one person, like, a lot shorter. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe? No. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I might, like, just, like, them in the... Almost, like, a portrait. And then I would yeah. have, like, one of their little mushy quotes underneath. Oh, romantico. Um, I didn't give this last chapter points because I just... I felt like I couldn't. Well, Molly, where does this, the sixth book has ended? Where do you put it in your standing? I don't know. Ooh, ooh. I can't. I, I feel like I'm too far in. I can't, I can't rank. I can. It's okay. in my top seven. I make that joke multiple times. I know. It's a defense mechanism because you know. I, I really don't know where I would put it because this feels something different to me than, like, the fifth one, definitely from the third one. Like, it's so hard for me to, like, compare this book to, like, the third one. Like, I can compare five, six, and seven, and I can compare, like, one, two, three, and four. I know where my rankings are. Okay. Please share. As right now. Okay. As of right now. As of right now. I'm not putting seven in. Okay. Okay. As of right now, six number one yeah four three one two two five oh five or five last. no five two i forgot about five me too. <laughs> when you were me too that. i i did too that's why I, honestly yeah but it's at five definitely comes before two i will say i didn't like five on the podcast like i didn't find it as much fun doing that one chapter by chapter yeah but I still like a lot of the stuff we get from the fifth me one. too I think the fifth one's chapters are weird yeah they're really long, long. so it like there too much happens in them so it's not as fun to like deep dive because there's too much to talk about yeah. at once but I do like the the fifth one a lot I think I liked it more in the podcast than I usually do. Yeah. Because it, like, made me zero in on some of the things that... I think some of the stuff we zeroed in on are things that I was, like, ready to talk about because I've thought about it a lot, so it wasn't... I mean, there were definitely things that I hadn't thought about before, but, like, a lot of it... It's, like, well-tread territory for me, I guess. Yeah. In some ways. Four is up there, though. Four and six are still touch and go. Four and six have been my favorite on the podcast. I can say De that. Definitely. Four might actually be my number one favorite, and but once we finish seven, then I'll, like, I'll revisit my ranking. Six was, like, surprisingly fun. Yeah. I love so, six. So, 
I like that also clouds it because it's like, was it just because I wasn't expecting it? Yeah. I mean, I, I just, there are so many different layers of why I love six. Yeah. Um, it was a good deep dive though. Overall book champ. Um, I think I gave it to Harry the most. I was about to book. say, I think, I was about to say, I think it's Harry. I think he really came into his own. Yeah, I think Harry is my, if anything, actually, or Jimmy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I gave it to Jimmy, Jimmy a lot. lot. Um, I love Jen. Um, it's not, it, yeah, it, it's really, I think it's Harry. I think I'm going to give it to Harry. Harry or Dumbledore. But yeah. We, we were mad at Dumbledore as often as we were right. happy with him. What I'm going to give it to Winky. <laughs> who was not in it. Not Winky, sorry. I meant uh, Pig. <laughs> pig <laughs> Widget. <laughs> yep, My I'm book champ is Pig Widget. Um... And what about your overall rat? Um, Percy. Yeah. Was he in it that? Oh, this was like the whole Christmas. Yeah, right? Is that this book? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes it was. Yes, wow. Percy. <laughs> Probably Mundungus. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's Percy. I, Percy isn't in it enough for me to give him my overall book rat. There's not a good villain in this book because I'm not going to give it to Snape. Like, if it's not like the fifth one where it's obviously Umbridge. Right. I'm, I'm just thinking. Um, well, we are as much, maybe as much as Percy, but more Scrimmager really outdoes himself. Uh, oh, yeah. Because we start with him and we end with him right. in a lot of ways. But Scrimmager knows who he is. Percy doesn't. I mean, I mean, like, I guess Scrim just feels like more of, like, he doesn't care that he's an asshole. He's aware of it. Percy just... Like, thinks he's still... Yeah, he's, like, self-righteous. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know. This one, it is hard because, like, obviously Draco has his moments. I almost picked Draco for my book rat, but he, he does some shit. I think it's actually Draco, but I'm sticking with Percy. <laughs> I love Drake too much. And who do you think we deep dived the most? Ooh, Draco or Dumbledore. Or Snape. But I don't think we said anything new about Snape we haven't said before. I But we did do that whole episode on Snape. Oh, <laughs> yes. But that was... Which wasn't specific to this that book, wasn't specific but to this we book. did talk about this book a lot. I think, yeah, maybe I, Snape. Uh, yeah, uh, you're right about Draco, but a lot of that was also not, it was, like, already tread. Yeah. Territory. But we talked a lot about him. I think we actually deep-dived Dumbledore the most and, like, what his motives were and what he was doing behind the scenes that we didn't know. We always do that, though. I think in overall pod, it's obviously Dumbledore. Yeah. The puppet master. Mm-hmm. Well, tune in, guys. And don't be driving. Listen to this. Watch the video and drink along with us. Yes. Please, please, please. It would be so much fun. Send us a video if you if you feel in 
frisky. Yeah. Ooh, yes. We would love to see. If you guys send, like, if you're going to watch and drink with us and stuff like that, if you want to record and send us videos, maybe I'll do a super cut. Tag, tag us on Instagram. Yeah. That will be really fun. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Stay magical. Charmed, I'm sure. Mischief managed. Bum bum ba bum 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 bum.